I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. everyone we're back with another exciting episode of the undead walking podcast and i am joined today by a very special guest and if you're a fan of the walking dead you know him because he is the face that is never seen behind all of the uh skybound accounts social medias and uh social media accounts and um yeah it's our special guest today is johnny odell we're so happy to have you here johnny thank you for joining us Thank you, Sarah Beth. A pleasure to be here. It's uh, weird to be on the other side of a podcast, but I'm I love to talk, so this is great. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, you were nice enough to have me join you on uh, the Talk Dead to Me podcast uh, when you first started, and um, yes, honestly, you were at the top of my list because there's so much oh. stuff going on, and I think that uh, I, who else would be a better guest to break it all down and. It's, uh, it's been an exciting few months. We've had so much, you know, as much as people say there isn't a lot going on, Skybound has been hustling with some really big projects right now. And I and, uh, thought maybe we could start by talking about some of the big initiatives coming up. Sure. Absolutely. A lot of so, exciting things. Yeah. So first off, I mean, it's, it's been a couple of weeks, but uh, what were your thoughts about the Skybound Expo? Were you... If, were your thing? Did you did it take some time for you to get some feeling back in your fingers after all of the uh, social media you were doing? It was pretty wild. Um, shout out to my boss Brian Huntington, who was kind of the ringleader and put it all together. It was something where we were going to do some things where we participated in the online San Diego Comic Con, like we had a Robert panel, but having our own online convention. I'm not going to lie; like hearing about it months ahead of time, I'm like, oh god, like what is this even going to look like? And it ended up being like a huge success. And we ended up making a lot of fun announcements about, um, you know, with Walking Dead and with Invincible. And we got to show off the other brands that we partner with. And we sold a bunch of merch, uh, which is really exciting. So it turned out to be a huge success, um, which is great. But it also means we're probably going to be doing it again soon. So look out for that in the future sometime. Yeah, success always breeds more work, doesn't it? It's, yep. <laughs> if I had known that, I would have tanked the whole thing. I would have completely sabotaged it. But no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it, it was. It's great for Skybound. It's great exposure and everything. So I'm happy it went well. Definitely. You know, one of the things I really loved about it was that it was it was so authentic because it was live. Like it was, you yeah, know, everybody was live. was there, and that was a lot different than what we saw with The Walking Dead during, um, you know, during comic-con at home where everything was taped in advance so everything was nice yeah. and organized and you know succinct and planned. you could fast forward it like yeah. once the walking dead panel started if you wanted you could fast forward to the last five minutes which is wild but i understand because like trying to do that all live you know for that many panels would have been a nightmare so of course mm -hmm. you pre-record it the robert panel that 
we recorded for that. Uh, that was like two months before Comic-Con even happened. Oh, wow. Wow. Or maybe that a month even... and a half. Yeah. So are there, does that mean that there's, when you, when you film in advance like that, does that mean there's outtakes of things that, that either went horribly wrong with recording or uh, maybe shouldn't have been said at all? Like Nothing horribly wrong. Robert likes to talk off the cuff a lot. So there are some things we probably took out. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it mostly went over pretty well. Robert's really, he's a pro at it. You know, he oh, can, yeah. Um, yeah, he can absolutely, you know, command an audience and do a one take without having to reshoot anything. So it's pretty impressive. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's, I mean, that that was, it was funny how many people were talking during the panel, like on, on mm. Twitter and saying, you know, like, oh, I can't believe he just said that. Oh, he's going to go there. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> it yeah. was just, you know, considering that it was, it was pre-recorded. I mean, it, the fact that people still have those kind of reactions are, is really cool too, that yeah. you don't lose that even though it's virtual and we're not in the same room, we're not able to do it together. Mm -hmm. People are still sharing in the excitement on social media. So that's, that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, I mean, let's, let's jump into some of these, some of the things that you guys were talking about. Um, You know, I think, uh, I think one of the things that everybody's buzzing right now, like obviously invincible is Mm -hmm. huge. Um, Oh my gosh. So, what can you tell us? Like, what are, you know, what are some of the things that, that people may not know or need to know if they don't know already? Right. So we have, so Invincible is a Robert Kirkman comic that uh, is about a superhero, but it kind of like bends a lot of superhero tropes and kind of borrows from it. Like there is a whole group called the Guardians of the Globe, which is basically sort of a parody of the Justice League. And it's, it's this comic that went on for 144 issues, I believe. And it's really great. And so what we announced, we have an animated, like R-rated show coming to Amazon uh, Prime TV. I think, I don't think we set a date yet. Um, Sometime in the future, I'll just be vague about it so I don't get in (laughs) trouble. Um, And we have a ton of amazing uh, cast uh, involved in it. We have Steven Yoon is going to play Mark Grayson, who's the lead character. We also have J.K. Simmons, Sandra Oh. We have Mark Hamill, Gillian Jacobs, um, Seth Rogen, uh, Jason Manzukis, And then one of the bigger announcements we had was all the Walking Dead cast members that are joining as well. We have Kari Payton, um, uh, Lauren Cohen, I almost said Maggie. We have, uh, God, we have so many people. Um, let me look this up really quick so I don't get them all oh, wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah um, but no, it's, it's really, it's going to be such an amazing amazing cast and like i said it's going to be r-rated so like a really bloody you know kind of thing which is really exciting and we just announced today that Corey walker who did the art for invincible he is going to come on and do the art for this actually the show i think is mostly done uh to be honest with you but um very exciting let's see um but yeah it's, it's gonna be so fun and i'm so excited for skybound because it's something different and you know when it comes to walking dead it's something we're producers on and robert obviously has a big say in it but otherwise we're just kind of like the little like stepchild of it you know we talk about it this and that people always ask me for like exclusives and details and what's it like on set i have no idea i haven't been on set i know you've been on set um so i don't know too much but finally we have a show of our own and Mm -hmm. you know it's just really really exciting so um 
Well, I think one of the things, you know, when they first announced that partnership between um, Robert and Amazon, I mean, everybody Mm -hmm. was really excited because that seems to be what everybody is doing. You know, everybody's signing these first look deals, these exclusive, exclusive contact contracts to bring their, their own IP to a place where they can basically do whatever they want. And so, you know, I know, I know there have been people who've asked, you know, like, what would the walking dead be like if there were no restrictions, if you didn't have to worry about, you know, swearing or gore violence, you know? And so it does give you that, that sense of, um, you know, what could have been, but I think invincible is like the perfect way to kind of bridge that gap. It's like, this is what will be because this is what we're doing. And it's, it's so exciting to have familiar faces behind these voices and, and to get into it, even if you haven't read the book, which I haven't, and you know That's that I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, well, but th- this is really exciting because I was talking about it because I've been in this little bubble of, of quor- it's quarantine bubble with my family. And mm. my brother-in-law has every single issue of Invincible. Really? And he said, you haven't like read it yet? individual issues? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're in a big long box somewhere oh, of wow. his dozens of long boxes in our, in this house where I've been staying. I said, you've had it the whole time and you didn't tell me? Like, now you're telling me? <laughs> now when I don't have time to read it, but I'm going to. So I'm actually yeah. really excited because I think, and that's what's really exciting, I think, about like what's going on right now is that this is a really cool time for people who may not have been reading, people like me who haven't been reading comics or re- you know, reading some of these things that these projects are based on. Like, it's opening doors to really get involved both in, the sh- in the, this new show and go back and read the the story that is based on exactly and we're in quarantine so you guys have plenty of time to read the comics and get into it um i, ha- I finally have those names uh we oh, uh have michael cudlitz chad l coleman lauren cohen lenny james sneak martin green and then ross marquand who obviously with his voice talent is gonna voice two different characters at least so that's very exciting and then some of the other cast uh that to fill it out we have zachary quinto um walt Walton Goggins, Zazie Beetz, um, Greg Griffin. We have Andrew Rannells, amazing. Kevin Michael Richardson. Uh, and yeah, like I said, Seth Rogen. I mean, J.K. Simmons. This, this, like when I first saw and like heard about the cast uh, before anyone else knew, I was blown away. I was like, there's no way we got all these people, but we did. So it's going to be an all-star cast. I'm so excited for everyone to see it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and again, by, you know, you get that automatic connection because you know the cast. So right. if you, if you enjoy Kari Payton's work, if you enjoy Ross Marquand, if you enjoy Lenny James and you want to hear more, this is your chance to get that more without, you know, and it's, it's something that really gets to, uh, to allows them to explore their talents even more, which is so yeah. perfect. And honestly, like it, it must be easier in a way to produce animated shows right now like given quarantine restrictions like there that must allow a little bit more freedom than the traditional like in-person filming at least i would think I probably mean, so yeah I, this is actually they've been working on this for the last three or four years actually so yeah, this is something where not... the voices came in like i think probably 2018 um mm-hmm. it's been in the works and the actors have done a great job not telling anyone that they're in it mm-hmm. which is great i mean i had heard about kari payton uh, right before I went on the Walker Stalker cruise last year. And that was really exciting. And then I saw Kari Payton. I was like, whoa. So <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an exciting thing to think that you don't, um, you know, that you can actually just kind of keep producing these things. Cause I, I remember seeing, I think uh, Norman Reedus is, is where he just finished up work on 
the um i forget which video game it is but uh death stranding dead no no not that one the walking it's a walking dead one and he he and melissa mcbride and um josh mcdermott are doing it or they're doing voices for it but what's interesting is is they sent him all the equipment so he could mm-hmm. build like a little recording studio in his basement like it's so he, oh, that's, he, that's cool. where he was finishing up the voiceover work and i was like nice that that must be kind of neat i mean not every, i'm sure like it, it was kind of funny during the comic-con at home panels to see like everybody set up and obviously kari payton was like you know legit because he's oh yeah <laughs> he's legit so like he had oh, yeah. a real setup but uh you know so it, it allows for like if you know if you want future work to be done like you don't have to stop just because we're in quarantine you know you have the animators Thank working God. on their thing yeah so you know, content will continue on that level. So that's, ex- yeah. that's exciting. So, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, kind of speaking of that though, like, like I was saying, the, um, the prospect right now, I think what, what's so cool and, and, and what was really personally kind of, uh, appealing to me was the idea of a lot of the projects coming out right now are either in their infancy, like firepower, which mm-hmm. is you know relatively new. So you're not going to get overwhelmed. I think it's the second issue just came out yesterday yep. and, um, you know, so you can jump into a project now, or you can pick up like a one shot. I've got my my hardcover co- copy of the Alien that I just uh, I hadn't read that oh. yet. I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. And I'm gonna start there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there's that, and then there's the color issues of The Walking Dead. So if you weren't oh. reading it from the start, and you get, I mean, if you were a little intimidated by how many issues and how many volumes there are. Now you can read along with the, uh, you know, from the very start and get to experience that new comic book day excitement because everybody's going to be rushing to get these issues from yes. the start and there's new stuff. And so that's so, probably yeah. been the best kept secret, honestly, because I've known about the Walking Dead in color for at least two and a half years, I think, maybe two years. And um, yeah, I think so. Maybe it's been a year and a half. I don't know. But they've been working on it for four years. Well, May was like five months. So like, you know, time really doesn't mean anything anymore. Time's a flat circle. We all know that. Um, (laughs) This, we live in a simulation, you know. (laughs) You know, the other day there was part of my wall that was chipping and I uh, peeled it and it was just code. It was just zeros and ones. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. Am I getting punked? Ashton. Uh, yeah. So we're obviously in a simulation and whoever, I think like some toddler got a hold of the controls and it's just been, you know, adding like murder hornets and pandemic and like all this stuff. And we're like, what's new? And so, you know, it's pretty crazy, but walking dead deluxe, uh, very exciting. I think that's, what is that? October 7th, I think. Yeah. It's right in the thick of all these releases. October 7th. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be three days after the Walking Dead season 10 finale. So hopefully there's a lot of Walking Dead excitement in the air and people mm-hmm. can actually, you know, transfer that to getting this comic. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I, I think that there's, there's something to be said about, you know, if there's the collector's appeal, you know, the appeal for people who have been reading it for a long time, who want it for, because it's a collect, it's a, it's a new thing to add to their existing collection. But you know, the idea that you can start over again or start anew and start reading it if you haven't and get to experience it in color and get to experience, you know, the excitement of not only, you know, it's exciting. And this is something that I noticed because I think the last time you and I had talked, like I, I have volume one and I sat down and I read it and I was like, you know, this is really great, but I can't really talk to anybody about it because it's not a new thing. You know, like I can kind right. of say like, Hey, I read this and mm-hmm. you know, some people respond, but now it's like, you know, Hey, October 7th, we're all going to rush out and we're going to buy this comic book. And now the community that, that kind of had to 
that, that kind of separated after the, the end of the, of the run, they can come back together and now you have everybody talking about it again. So it's kind of, it's, it's exciting because it, it, the community gets to get back together and get some new fans involved and, and um, you know, lead to a new experience for everybody. Yeah, I've been meaning to reread it in quarantine and um, this is actually gonna help jumpstart that. It's been great. Um, I've had to go back a lot. I, we make these videos, these character deep dives on our Skybound YouTube called I See Dead People. We, we got kind of married to the name. I didn't really, I liked it at first and now I'm kind of like, I wish we hadn't named it that, but it's it's fine. So, but it's, but anyway, we do these like deep dives and I have uh, my buddy Ryan uh, edit it and then Woody Tondorf who was on Talk Dead to Me and he's a Skybound Games producer. He's fantastic voiceover guy. Um, he, he does all the voiceover for it and he improvises a little bit. And so I've had to go back to the comics and reread it. But for anyone who hasn't read it out there, it is a fantastic comic series. Obviously, I'm going to say that, but um, it's a lot more R-rated than, you know, if you wish, if you want to know like what The Walking Dead would be like if it was on an HBO or something like that, read the comics. I mean, there is, it's even more violent. Obviously, they can curse. Negan is a whole other animal because he says the F word like every three words. Um <laughs> you know, there's sex, adult themes, there's all sorts of stuff. Like it is pretty heavy, but mm -hmm. it's an amazing read and it holds and up it, pretty well. And, you know, honestly, like just from that one volume, like just being able to, to see how the characters evolve from, sure. you know, from the page to the screen. So it, it's yeah. an interesting thing. And I think that if, if you haven't started it yet, it's a really interesting thing to do now because enough time has passed that yeah. you're not going to catch up to the storyline anytime soon. So it's not like you have to worry about spoiling something um, right. because it's yeah. going to take a while to get to, you know, where we are in, in the show, but mm -hmm. it's a really neat way to go back and really appreciate, you know, the difference between TV Shane and comic book Shane and yeah. how, uh, you know, what happens there and, you know. Comic Shane lasts six issues. Yeah. He's barely in it. Uh, the He doesn't even make it to the farm, I don't think. The farm only lasts like two or three issues. And mm -hmm. then they're right at the prison, whereas it took, you know, a whole season in the show. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. It moves really yeah. quickly. Yeah, and it, and you know, the, and I think that's what's really neat about this idea of like these, these um, one shots like Negan Lives, like the success of that. I, I'm really happy to see the success of that because mm -hmm. I feel like the more people, you know, I'm always talking about metrics, you know, like if, if you want something, you have to show that it's it's desired enough to get more right. of it. So yeah. you know, same with ratings, same with anything else. So with the success of, of Negan Lives, it seems like, you know, that could breed future one shot if, or issues. Um, just as they're talking about, you know, with, with AMC doing these like one-off episodes or, you know, maybe short movies following right. characters that have, you know, that have long departed, but you, know, you don't mm -hmm. really have to say goodbye because you can go back and, you know, and just Shane got six issues, but Hey, maybe we could go. You could go back and do a, you know, pre-volume one story about Shane. Like it, it, yeah. you have so many possibilities. I think that's very possible. Um, I think Robert said that even. So maybe yeah. we see what life looks like. Um, I think we're we'll probably see more of it in the show. Robert is very secretive. I don't really find out things until right before they happen. Like when, you know, for those who don't know, Robert shocked the world and decided to end the Walking Dead comics last year without any warning, not even to retailers. And then I found out maybe a week before. Oh, wow. And I know. And a lot of us were internally like, well, you know, it would have been a little nice to have some prep, but I understand like it's such a giant secret 
he could really only trust like a close inner circle with it. And he ended up ending it in a really perfect way. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what The Walking Dead show does because they're right at that point, like where we end at the season 10 finale, which I can't reveal, but if you've seen any of the other episodes, you know we're about in issue 170, uh, 169 or so. Mm-hmm. And typically each season covers about 20 issues of the show of the comics. So that means season 11 should, you know, if they follow the traditional role, it should cover the rest of the series. But I think they'll probably keep going. So now we're going to get into this Game of Thrones arena where, you know, the showrunners are now coming up with their own story. So that should be interesting if that happens. I don't know. They could end it after season 11. I have no idea. But, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Yeah. No, and, and, you know, honestly, like I'm, I'm kind of... I struggle with this because on the one hand, I love that there is, there is canon involved with the show. I think it's based on something, but I also really love the idea of surprising people and yeah. going off in direction. So, I mean, do you ever think about that? Cause I know you like, I love that. I love, even though I, I haven't read most of the issues you're talking about, but I love going in and seeing what the comic book story was next to an episode or like how things play out. Like I love those videos you guys do because it's so informative and it makes you think. And, and I think it was, um, Scott M. Gimple, who talked about the butterfly effect, you know, and like how yeah. you, know, you make decisions and how it could kind of trickle out. So I kind of see that in those, you know, this is how it was in the comics and this is how it is in the show. And then you start thinking like, well, if they had stuck with the comics, it would have led to X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, Carl survives very long in the comics, actually, mm-hmm. till the literal end. He never dies. So um, it would have been interesting to see that in the show. And so when they went with Henry, I was like, oh, Henry's going to be the new Carl. And then I remember watching dailies for 915 and he's on, he's ahead on the spike. And I was like, what the hell? So, all right, <laughs> I guess Carl's storyline can maybe live on through Judith. I don't know, um, which is fine. I mean, Kaylee Fleming is fantastic. She's oh, most, yeah. one of those phenomenal, like 12 or 13 year old actresses there are, I guess. So you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with it. it it's clear they're probably going to do Commonwealth next season, though. So mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is, that's the next big community. It's like 50,000 people in this Ohio, like, seemingly normal civilization. But it's kind of has like an authoritarian re- regime. So um, we'll see what they do with it. Definitely. You know, you keep uh, you keep hitting on something and it's, it's making me laugh because you and I like obviously you exist in a much bigger world, but you and I have this this overlap in the sense that every now and then we're privy to things that nobody else gets to see. So you know, like you see, like you see screeners and you see dailies yep. of, of episodes and you see things. And mm-hmm. there have been times when we've we've talked where we both have seen the same content. So yeah, but we're the only ones who can actually talk about it. It's strange. Does, does it eat you alive? Because I a lot of people that you know the natural inclination. The, you know the, the the reaction that I get is oh my god you're so lucky it's you're so <laughs> lucky and I've been I mean truth be told and I think you might be in the same situation like I I've seen the world beyond pilot I saw it in March mm-hmm. so I I've, I've already seen that but I can't I keep catching myself like oh wait until oh you won't believe oh mm, can't tell yeah. you you know it's so it kind it's... of <laughs> it's a weird place to live it's a weird place to have secrets that you can't share with anyone 100% it's really tough to um keep it in but I do and um (laughs) nothing has ever leaked or anything um there's I had one incident where 
uh, it was right before season seven and it was like Nash and it was like in the summer. So we had no content and I was getting on a plane and I was basically like for content was looking at like popular hashtags and just kind of making it walking dead themed. It was like national tiger day and I was, or no, it was national like cat day. And I was like, what am I going to do for this? Okay. And I had like a picture of um, Ezekiel and Shiva from the comics. And I was like, happy National Cat Day from Ezekiel and Shiva. If you don't know who they are, it's probably, they'll probably show up in season seven. Send, and then airplane mode. I was on a plane for like three hours. And then we <laughs> land and I open my unairplane mode. And I have like 7,000 texts from my boss. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> and what happened is it's summer. So no one has any content really. Um, except for like Big Brother. And um, E, E News had picked it up. And I think Entertainment Weekly also had a piece about it. Obviously the comic books of the world and everything. And it just spread like wildfire. And if you have like a Walking Dead alert, you probably get like 10 alerts. Walking Dead confirms Ezekiel and Shiva for season seven. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, and I immediately went to LinkedIn cause I was like, well, I'm gonna get fired. So I'm gonna start looking for new jobs. Thankfully, I wasn't fired for some reason. Uh, I had to have my tweets monitored like Big Brother for quite a while. But um, fair enough. You know, I, that, was a, that was a big oopsie daisy for me. I actually didn't even know, though. I hadn't seen any dailies. I, they hadn't even, I don't, I don't know. They probably started filming, but I hadn't seen any Ezekiel or Shiva stuff. So I was just trying to make the connection that here's these characters. You probably don't know who they are, but here's some context like, it's like, we just got to Negan. There's no way Ezekiel doesn't make it in season seven. I mean, he's such a big character. So anyway, we all learn. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I'm really good at keeping stuff in and not revealing anything, especially since then. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny, though, because it's, it is, it's, it's, it's so exciting when you get to see it. And then you realize like, oh, now that I've seen it, like you, you can't close your eyes to it like it's just there and it just exists and you can't right. do anything with it and sometimes you get so close like i i've never i've never um i've never blown it like that like i've never had one of a shiva ezekiel moment but um, um I've yeah never had everyone learned from my mistakes any, <laughs> any aspiring social media managers out there if uh you know national cat day is not worth losing your job over so just <laughs> And then maybe if, yeah, maybe if you're revealing a major character, maybe don't immediately get on an airplane. Because <laughs> that could have been something I quickly deleted and no one saw it. But there, I think there are like, there must be bot accounts or someone who just screenshots every single tweet I do. Because sometimes I'll misspell something and it, the tweet will literally exist for maybe 20 seconds. And then I'll be like, oh, I got to redo this. And I'll post like the new tweet with the proper spelling and then some, like the first three comments are the screenshot of the original one. They're like, ah, I caught you. And I'm like, do you guys have jobs? Like, what is going on? How do you not, you just screenshot everything we do? I guess they do. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. No, there is a bot. I've, I've seen it now. Like there's, there's a way you can do that. And it's, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy, but yeah. you know, that's, that's the, uh, it shows that people love what we talk about. So, you know, there, at least there's that. It's tough. Cause like with the spoiling deads, when, the spoiling dead fandom when they were around that was really hard because these are people who really love the show you know you mm -hmm. want to like nurture the people who love a show but sometimes they make it toxic and they send drones above casting and they 
you know, harass actors and stuff because they want another ship to happen. That's a whole other story I can't even get into right now. <laughs> but people get toxic about fandoms. I mean, I love TV. I love the show just as much as anyone else. But I can't imagine like one of my favorite shows like Boy Meets World or Game of Thrones or something. There's never a point where I would ever harass a real life person or harass other people online or just harass anyone for anything. But especially over like a fake fictional relationship. Like that's insane to me, but yeah. people do it. So yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it, passion is passion is, is something, but it's, it's, it is, it's so hard. And it's, um, I mean, it's like, so I just, I just turned 40 last month and I was thinking about Happy like how birthday. I, oh, thank you. Thank you look you. amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, actually like, so funny story is I actually dyed my hair pink. You can't tell it, but I, I dyed can't. my hair. I was testing it and I dyed my hair pink and I was like, I didn't do it. Like I didn't leave it in long enough to leave it mm -hmm. so that it would stay permanent just in case. Like I was like, Oh, what did I do? And I was like, I love it. So now I'm like, after I get done talking to you, I'm going to go dye everything. So I've had gray hair since I was like 19. Cause I'm like, I've got this perfect blend of like Jewish and Catholic guilt, even though I'm not <laughs> Jewish or Catholic. And so everything either stresses me out, which in this line of work, everything stresses me out sure. or I just feel guilty about everything. So it's yeah. like knowing secrets that I can't tell people. So I've got this like double, now I've got like Jewish guilt, Catholic guilt and walking dead guilt. Walking and it dead just, guilt. Yeah, the big three. Yeah, yeah. So That's I'm the three they've my... always mentioned from the beginning of time <laughs> in religion. Exactly. Yeah, it's tough. Exactly. Last yeah. four years have been stressful for me. So, um, <laughs> you know, we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, yeah I'm going yeah. great too. It sucks. But yeah. what are you gonna do? What am I gonna dye my hair and look like an Elvis impersonator? I, I'm no, good. but. No, I'm going to dye. I, I, I actually don't dye my hair because it doesn't stick. So that's why I have to do it again. But I'm going to dye it pink because I figure pink is pink. I, pink is pink. Yeah, that's so what it, I always say. I can't offend anything with pink hair. Like it's just it's just impossible. So it's like you can't, yeah. you know, my neighbor did a really bad dye job like from his uh, quarantine. <laughs> oh, sure. And Yeah, he went because um, he's like 67 and he just got a new girlfriend. And this is like totally not relevant, but it's a great story. God bless. So I'll share it. And he's um, so he he dyed his hair. And so instead of going like, you know, with like a dark color, he did this like weird like red hair. But he's not like a he wasn't he wasn't a ginger before he turned oh, no. gray so now he's got this weird like tomato like paste red going on and and i'm just like i i don't know that that was a good decision for you but she was loves him. like she still loves him so that's great but i mean i, I if it hey. were me and i was a guy i would have just gotten some just for men and combed it in and been like end of the story they don't sell tomato right. color just for men as far as i know like i if don't know what he did if you're looking for girlfriends in your 60s and weird red hair is going to do it, just live your life, man. You know, yeah. I, I'm in full support of that, whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, little tangent, but you know. That's fine. Totally fine because. It's like my middle name. <laughs> um, so let's, I mean, now that we've kind of touched on on kind of what's coming up with uh, with the shows, I mean, obviously you're a huge fan. I'm a big fan. Like. Mm -hmm. What are you excited about? I mean, obviously we, we got a ton of news out of Comic-Con yeah. at home. Like what are the Lots things that news. stand out to you that, that you're just really, really excited about or, you know, things that you maybe, maybe haven't seen in your dailies that you get to watch that you're right. hoping yeah. for? So I can only watch dailies in the Skybound office. So I'm probably going to go like in the next few weeks and try to just binge fear because I, I, I can't operate like 
the Sunday of a, of an airing if I don't have any, if I haven't seen the episode, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. Like I have to have recaps done. I have to have content planned. I have to have it all figured out. So I've seen the first three episodes of World Beyond. So I got to catch up on that too. I'm excited for people to finally watch the season 10 finale, which is amazing. I'm so excited they were able to get it done. I, I have, I've seen it obviously, I've seen it a few times, but every time I've seen it, obviously there's no visual effects. So it'll be beta and then four like extras as whisperers in a parking lot. And they're all like walking in a circle together. And then it'll, it'll just say add walkers, like as like a production <laughs> note on like the top right. And then sometimes there's like a huge CGI like filled scene uh, in the middle of the episode, or maybe it's at the end and they'll just show like this weird drawing and be like, and then this will happen. And there's like arrows pointing everywhere. And it's just like, and then this person says this and you're, you're like, you're not even watching a scene. You're just watching a storyboard. So I'm actually excited to see what it looks like. I have no idea. Um, I'm excited for people to see world beyond. I know people are going to probably just, people are already trashing it because they think it's going to be about kids and where's Rick and this and that. But I promise you it's a good show. It has great mm -hmm. characters. It's an ensemble cast. Everyone in it is really solid. The villain is really good. It's important to have a strong villain. They have the strongest of villains. Someone I think who could go match up against Negan or the governor if they wanted to. Oh, wow. um, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that'll be Elizabeth. That's Julia Armand's character. I'm saying her name wrong, I think, but um, she's fantastic. And then uh, Fear. I've seen clips of Fear. I haven't seen a full episode yet, but the cinematography looks insane. And there's a lot of new characters. And I'm excited because honestly, season five really disappointed me. I, I didn't understand the direction, but from mm -hmm. what I've told, season five was a build-up season to make room for season six, for example. And I'm not trying to trash the show. I think Fear the Walking Dead is great, and there's a lot of great cast members. But season five, I just, you know, they had Alicia painting trees for, like, six episodes. Like, they had built her up from, like, this, you know, sort of average teenager to become this, like, zombie-killing badass. And now she's, like, painting trees and, like, just sidelined the whole time. And I... I didn't like it, but hopefully they'll have more. And it's going to be an anthology series pretty much. I mean, each episode is going to focus on about three characters, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, that should be interesting. So a lot to look forward to if you're a Walking Dead fan. Yeah, for sure. And, you yeah. know, I think that um, it's funny you mentioned Fear Season 5 because I was talking to Coleman a while back and he was saying kind of the same thing where he wasn't really sure what what the direction was. But he said now in the context of what season six brings, like it all makes sense. And, and I kind of, I hope so. I've kind of been looking at it because I was an early naysayer, like as much as I loved the, I loved when they said, Hey, we're doing fear. We're doing the walking dead in LA. And I was like, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Season one, like, yes, please. Yep. But then the way they executed it, I was a little let down. Like not only did they go quickly, like the reaction seemed, yeah. I mean, it, it, but, it, but even just the movement, like it, it it was weird because it was, it languished before it actually got to where it needed to go. And then yeah. it was over. It was, it just, and plus like, I'm, I'm still convinced that the reaction would be different if you saw like Walker like behavior in LA, like you and I sure. both know, like I, I just, I, that this wasn't as authentic as I had hoped, but. Um, yeah. Season one, they went from, Oh, I think there's like something going on with the world in like episode one to like episode six, they're on the boat. LA's completely destroyed. The army's killed everybody. And it's, you're like, whoa. And season two was really interesting. I think they spent too much time on the boat. That plantation storyline was really interesting where like the, the help had basically taken over and they mm -hmm. were like 
had a Herschel mentality where they were keeping walkers as like pets kind of. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. It lasted an episode and a half and it was over. I was like, yeah. okay. And we went to Mexico and then that was interesting. And then a hotel. Season three, I thought was the strongest season. Season, the yeah. top half of season four was amazing. And then it kind of dithered a little bit. Season five, I don't know what happened, but hopefully season six can recontextualize season five for me and yes. make it good because I think it still has potential to be a great show. Absolutely. But I'm kind of, li- I'm looking at it as, you know, one in seasons one and two were essential for season three to happen. Like you wouldn't have been able to tell those stories without sure. the buy-in, you know, so I, that's where I'm kind of thinking that, you know, I, I have this thought that, you know, because I actually, the last thing I did before quarantine started was go to mm-hmm. the Fear Walking Dead set. I was in Austin oh, cool. in mid-February. And nice. it's funny because of the way that, uh, because of the way of Walking Dead fans mind works, I had been listening to the news, listening to this, you know, this, this weird disease that's popped up over in Asia. Yeah, yeah. And I even questioned, like, should I get on this plane? Like, I, you right. know, I didn't, I didn't know. And so I was wiping down the seat and, you know, like I didn't have a mask because I, I wasn't at that point, but I really wondered, but then, you know, I'm glad I did because the stuff I saw really painted a different picture of what's going to be coming in season six. So I'm, you know, really hope, hope springs so. eternal, but I, I really think, but I, I do have to say, and I've talked to the cast, I've talked to several cast members about this. The thing that cracked me up is when this whole pandemic started, mm-hmm. it made me laugh how many people were putting boxes on their porches with notes saying, take what you need and leave. Really? <laughs> that, that was a thing. I, I, I could send you an article. I've, I, I actually Please. wrote about it. That's and a it was, thing? That's amazing. It, and it was so cool because people, you know, like they were leaving things for their delivery drivers and, you know, packages, you know, here hand sanitizer and toilet paper couldn't be found. Yeah. They were leaving those for the people who were delivering their items. And so in a weird way, like the pandemic, you know, the real life application of like, what would we do in a pandemic? Like it actually started out with that fear of the walking dead mentality of like people trying to help other people. Yeah. And now I think we've kind of moved yeah. into, you know, the, the walking dead desolate, every man for himself kind of mindset you know because we can't even wear masks so you know that's a whole other issue it's a fine line because you know the whole you know let's stop killing everyone let's just be nice let's help others but if that's the show that's not interesting i mean it's only interesting for a point like that morgan mentality people didn't like in the walking dead so Mm. to bring it over to fear and then make a whole season about it obviously people weren't happy and also the madison thing really grinded some gears ground Mm -hmm. my gears Consider them grinded. Um, I, you know, we never did see a body. Um, Sometimes, some days I find myself as a Madison truther. I think the new showrunners did in their minds, she's dead, but um, it would be, I, you know, if she came back, that'd be fantastic. But you know, you can't please everybody. I remember when she was on the show, everyone was like, kill her off, kill her off. And then they did. And then everyone's like, this show sucks. They killed off the best character. And I was like, you guys can never figure out what you want. So and, and it's funny how many of the same people said the same thing. Like they hated her, but then yep. they all wanted hated her back. Her. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and, and and I get it. I totally get it. But then again, I mean, look what happened when Morgan, how many times did Morgan pop up and he he made it in The Walking Dead? Like he was season one and then what season four and then he came back yeah. later on. Like it could happen. Like yeah. I'm I'm on the truther train. Like I could I could see it happening. I don't know I don't, where it would fit, yeah. but I think it would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it would Salazar be interesting. Salazar can do it, then, you know. I, you know, and I love Ruben Blades. I, I don't know how he fits into the story. I hope they find a better purpose Because for he him. has a cat. I That's know. Skidmark purpose. is great. 
I love the cat. Don't get me wrong. I love Ruben Blades. I'm not trying to, I'm not trashing anyone. I just, it, bringing him back made no sense to me, but I think they just wanted, I think they heard all the Madison outcry and they were like mm-hmm. too embarrassed to bring her back. So they just, um, you know, they're like Ruben Blades and everyone's like, yeah, okay. And I mean, he's great. He's amazing. But um, yeah, I'm just excited to see season six. That's yeah. All. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Man. And and honestly, like I, I got to visit the, uh, the World Beyond set in November and mm. it was it was late enough in filming. Like I can't can't say where, but, you know, it was late enough to like understand the whole story sure. and they kind of painted the whole picture. And, you know, and, and I will be perfectly honest, like when I first I wish saw <laughs> when I first saw the because uh, I, I think it's important, you know, cause it, the same I get annoyed with like the like I said from the start I wasn't a big fan of fear until later on mm-hmm. with world beyond that first trailer turned me off I did not like the first trailer I was like okay and, and I understood why people were like oh it's a kid's show and oh it's the New York you know. comic-con one yeah like it, it yeah. did this and I think that was back when you and I had talked because they weren't even sure what they were going to call it at that point like I mean they were going to call it end lanes yeah but I mean like they, they weren't even like they're still by the time uh by the time I got to set in November it was still TWD3 like they that was all that was what everything was you know like they hadn't officially decided or it may if they had they hadn't said anything but no um, they had not decided they we found out when they did uh yeah. I just spoke with Alexa Mansour last uh week and um who's the star of the show one of the stars mm-hmm. and she was saying how frustrating it was to not have a name to a show I mean they had filmed 10 episodes with no name that's yeah that's so irresponsible that's insane but yeah i'm glad they figured it out world beyond i didn't like it first but now that i've kind of digested it you know mm-hmm. i'm like okay yeah and why i not? think it, people need to give it a shot because when you understand why you know i think that the 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 general misconception is if you live in a safe place in the apocalypse mm-hmm. why the hell would you leave and right. i think you know and, and i think that's right. where you know that i think from from my standpoint, when I saw the trailer, I was like, that makes absolutely no sense. But then subsequent trailers have been significantly darker. And that's that's been my thought from you know from the very start. And having visited the set and have them explain what was going on, I was like, you know, this show could actually be darker than There's, any of the other shows. Oh, I think so. The end of the pilot is very dark. And mm-hmm. I'm excited for people shockingly to dark. See it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that wasn't the original ending. They they went through multiple reshoots. Um, and I don't think Julia Ormond's character was even going to be in it originally. And they added her in, which is great because they need a villain other mm-hmm. than the apocalypse itself. So um, it's... And then the exploration of her character that they do is really great. So, and plus, if any, if that still doesn't interest any of the listeners who may be off the you know, train for World Beyond, you get a ton of clues about the community that Rick got taken to. A ton. Each episode, new clues. So yeah. not just breadcrumbs, you get a lot. So yeah. if, if nothing else, watch it for that reason. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like Blue's Clues for the Apocalypse, really. I mean, it's, 100%. you just don't have Blue. You have, I think Nicholas Cantu might be able to fill that gap because he is just so great. I love his character. He's I love so Elton. Funny, so funny I on love- Twitter, too. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. lots to lots to look forward to. So, hundred percent, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been fun. You it's might have to come fun. back. I mean, I agree. Is... I'd love to. 
yeah. Let's go back get, on my podcast. We're just going to keep going to. back and forth. Let's yeah. do it. I mean, now that we have, there's so much, again, I don't, I feel like there's so much stuff to talk about and there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing on, but there's so much more to talk about. Oh, and, when this comes on, we can finally talk about all the things. And yeah. I'm so excited. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. No, that I would love that because I would love to be able to, to talk about the things that I can't talk about. Although technically I wouldn't be able to talk about them for much later. Much later. My, yeah. yeah but, these darn secrets, you know? Yeah. The only thing I'm bummed about, I don't, that, uh, I don't know, was a deadline, that article about like the production schedule. It was kind of mm -hmm. confusing because they said they were going to begin filming uh, those six extra episodes on season 10, like this year, this fall. And then start season 11 in the spring. But that deadline article didn't say that it was starting in the spring. So I don't, I yeah, don't know. There was, there was some confusion in there because they specifically mentioned season 11, not realizing. Like, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of confusion. Oh, yeah. I, oh, wait, they said season 11 was going to start uh, yeah, this in October, October. But I yeah. don't think that's true. No. Um, and I think that's, so. I mean, I think that's a very ambitious plan, too. I mean, that's yeah. that, that. George is one of the see... hot spots right now because mm -hmm. they have a governor who just doesn't seem to get it. Right. So, well, Texas too. Um, I mean, Austin is is a hotbed too. So yeah, and I you know these six episode things. I found out about that like a day before the con. I was like, what? But <laughs> I, I'm guessing it'll be super limited, and they'll maybe just follow one character. I've heard it has no impact on season eleven. Um, so I'm like, okay, I I have no idea what it is. I wish I could give you guys any insight, but I have nothing. So. <laughs> It'll well, be a surprise of, to me as well. Hey, well then that, you know, we get to be surprised together. So that's not, that doesn't Finally. happen very often. So never happens. So yeah. Yeah. It'd be fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for being thank on you, the Sarah podcast Beth. and um, thank you for being you and for all you do. Cause you're kind of like the, the voice and the, the, the faceless face of the walking dead fandom. It's, Cause you're the one keeping us together. It's not to like, this is going to sound conceited, but it is kind of like a Wizard of Oz effect because yeah. I'm just the man behind the curtain. Like people probably have various assumptions. Some people have figured out who I am. I'm not, act I retweet myself sometimes. So it's not that hard to figure <laughs> out, but for everyone else, uh, you know, it's, it's a weird kind of thing to be the man behind the curtain. Uh, and some people, sometimes I'll make a meme and they'll hit me with the Steve Buscemi, like 30 rock meme where it's like, <laughs> hello, fellow kids. And I was like, I'm <laughs> I'm a millennial. What are you talking about? <laughs> but maybe I've aged out of it. I mean, now they're this Gen Z, so I'm like, yeah, maybe I am old. Who knows? So yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't even know what what which one I'm. I, I think I'm a Zennial, a Gen Z, and a millennial. It just depends on what day it is. So I'm Gen, kind of no, like. You're, well, you wouldn't uh, be Gen Z. You'd be a millennial, Gen, Gen, Gen X. Gen X, yeah. So that's the Zennial. Millennial. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I'm confused is what I am. <laughs> Gen X is kind of the middle child. I hate to say it. They are the yeah. middle child generation. The boomers have such a personality. The millennials do. And Gen X does too. It's just, I think they're just fine with living, you know, with their eighties stuff and that's fine. Yeah. Um, so. I yeah. Know. Yeah. No, all I know is I, I grew up in an analog world and now I live in a digital one. Yeah. And I'm lucky that I know how to edit these damn podcasts because it took me a while. <laughs> yeah, well, you do a great job. And, you know, you're one of the good voices uh, for the Walking Dead fandom. You know, lately it's been getting kind of toxic on Twitter and I don't really like it, but I'm you're always a light and I read a lot of your stuff. So oh, thank, thank you, you for doing what you do. Uh, oh. I love you're always, also when I don't have content or anything or I need something <laughs> better. You're always a solid retweet or a quote tweet or whatever it is. 
So thank you for doing everything you do, Sarah Beth. I, oh. I'm sure I speak for the Phantom. You do an awesome job. Oh, well, thank you so much. That means so much. And um, yeah, we need to do this again. Yes, good luck with your pink thing. hair and good luck with your friend in the 60s with his red hair trying to make it with his girlfriend. Hey, you know God what? bless him. All I know is that their, their lights go out around 11 o'clock every night and uh, they're together. That's, that's about all I know. So Shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that quarantine love life. Oh, man. Yeah, all right. You know, as the world turns. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Thank all you right. so much for being here. Of course. Thanks, Sarah Beth. I want to thank this week's guest, Johnny O'Dell, for joining us on the Undead Walking Podcast. And as usual, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find our podcast now on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, any of the platforms that you use to get your podcasts. And um, we'll be coming soon to iHeartRadio Podcasts as well. Um, if you like what we're doing, it would be great if you could leave us a review. Feel free to send us questions uh, to the Undead Walking social media accounts or leave us a, a question in, in the review and we would be happy to answer it for you during the podcast. So for now, I just want to thank you for making it this far. Um, and as always, stay safe, wash your hands and watch out for those walkers. Bye everybody. Hudson family has four kids and two options for a new home. Number one checks a lot of boxes. It's big, close to work. Private tennis court. Number two was kind of cramped, and that old barn was clearly haunted. But it has one gig internet with AT&T fiber, so plenty of bandwidth and unlimited data for us to stream 4K movies while Billy games. Tina video chats, and Andrew and Maddie can do homework. HBO Max. Good point, Ghost. AT&T Fiber comes with HBO Max included. Looks like the Hudsons are bypassing the commuter's paradise to go with one gig internet with AT&T Fiber. And a fun new guest. Get super fast, entertainment-grade internet with AT&T Fiber. Now with the limited data included. Find out how to get one gig internet for $49.99 a month for a year. Limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Download max typically 940 megabits per second. Speeds not guaranteed. Vary. $10 per month equipment via applies. Compatible device and online account registration required for HBO Max access. New residential AT&T Fiber customers only. Other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash att Fiber for details. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.